A Year in Japan, Episode 11. Disclaimer. This episode of A Year in Japan is not being edited in the usual A Year in Japan studios. So, the editing quality is gonna be kinda dodgy. Okay, I'm with the show. Why, hello there, it's Joseph O'Reilly here, introducing the last episode in the first series of A Year in Japan, a broadcast from Joseph's team in Tokyo. Oh yes, this is this is the final episode from this dramatic first year of wish, wonder, and surprise, and uh, it's all it's all you know it's all coming to an end here. But I think this series might just be picking up in in the future. You never know in another guys. Anyway, I've got lots lots to talk about today because Joseph's been a very busy boy this last month, two months in fact, it's about two months since the last episode. He's been ter- ter- terribly busy. This got some fantastic news for you. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but I'll tell you again anyway. Anyway, without further ado, let me hand over to Joseph Tame and let him pick up the story, the final story of a year in Japan. Thank you very much. Why, yes, hello, it is episode 11, the final episode in this first series of A Year in Japan podcast by yours truly, Joseph Tame, the Tame in Tokyo. And I'm gonna, I've got a whole list of things to talk about, uh, a few of which, well, quite a lot of which I've written about on the Daily Mumble uh, over the past couple of months, for those of you who've been following that, but uh, uh, some stuff which uh, you may not have heard as well, which I hope you haven't heard. And of course it's all completely different because it's me talking. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not you just reading it in your head. Anyway, the sound might be a different this this time because I've already sent my headphones back to the UK, uh, my proper headphones, and I've sent my mic stand back to the UK, so I've just got the mic sitting in my pen box. My well actually it's the bottom half of a of a, a water bottle that I cut the top off to keep pens in, but it's got my mic in now. And uh, I'm here in the uh, uh, Kami Itabashi Leo Palace. Uh, Viva Kami Itabashi is the name of our uh, studios. Viva Kami Itabashi. And uh, down on the floor to my right is the uh, is the lovely Twinkle, who's just watching a DVD uh, with her headphones in. Let's just see if we can get her to say hello. Twinkle, Twinkle, would you like to say hello to, to the to the audience? Hello. Thank you, thank you, Twinkle. Okay, you can get back to what you're doing now. So uh, yes, a twinkle is is here, uh, poking me with her foot, and um, the first bit of news I'd like to uh, t- talk to you about is what I got up to yesterday and the day before, um, and I haven't even had time to write about this on the mumble yet, and I don't have many photos because photo photography was strictly not allowed. Anyway, it was really exciting because uh, last week I got a message. Um, from this agency, this talent agency, this acting agency, which specialises in foreign actors, foreign extras, for, for well, foreign actors for, for Japanese productions. Anyway, I got a call saying, oh, Joseph, there's a TV drama being filmed on Friday and Saturday. Are you interested? So, yeah, I'm free those days. So, anyway, um, so she says, okay, well, I'll send your photo to the director and uh, get back to you later in the week. Uh, so anyway, so I kind of forgot about it, and then I went to my friend Stu's house and um, and uh, got rather drunk at that party there, and um, suddenly had this clever idea of cutting my hair. And uh, Stu uh, Stu then um, promptly produced his shaver, and uh, I shaved all my hair off. And I was going to leave it at like five centimeters—not five centimeters, five millimeters—and you know it's kind of looking all right. And then suddenly I pushed too hard, and dunk! That was the sound of all of my hair coming off this strip of of uh, of scalp, where the the razor slipped, and suddenly all the hair was gone. 
and it was like uh, I, I looked incredibly stupid and I had no choice but to take it all off so now I'm completely bald um, and some of you may have seen the cartoon that I made on the Daily Mumble um, anyway uh, so then uh, I forget about this next day I wake up everything's fine then later in the day I suddenly get a call from the talent agency and I completely forgotten about them and she says oh Joseph I've got some good news for you you've been chosen to uh, chosen to take part in the uh, in the film in the drama I was like oh wow that's fantastic oh thanks for oh, oh no oh shit oh you won't believe oh I'm I've cut my hair I'm really sorry but I've cut my hair and she says oh, well that's alright uh, how how much have you cut and and I said in well, Japanese, I said, ah, kekko, I've cut quite a lot. Um, I didn't actually say I'm completely bald. And I thought, well, there's no way that they're going to have me in this uh, drama if I'm completely bald. So uh, what they did is they um, they said, okay, send us a photo, send us a photo. And did I just say that? Oh, that's terrible. I can't remember what I said five seconds ago. Anyway, so I thought, okay, I can't take a photo of just me and my bald head because they'll definitely say no. So I took a picture with my Tilly hat on, my tourist hat, sent it to them, and thankfully I got a reply saying, if you keep the hat on, you're in. Because uh, I knew that my role was going to be a tourist. Anyway, so I got the job. So, Friday morning, 9am, go to Ueno Station in northeast Tokyo. And uh, there I met by um, the woman from the agency and four other foreigners, uh, two Russians, a Spanish, Spaniards, and uh, a, a really funny bloke from Holland, um, Dirk Rebel, his name is, really funny guy, with an amazing moustache. Anyway, we, we uh, go to Uenakoen, we introduce the rest of the crew, there's like, I don't know, 30 or 40 crew members, and then there was another 30 or 40 members of the um, of the like extras like us and uh, anyway because we were what basically the story was was this um, woman who uh, the story is set in the 1970s and modern day and we were filming the flashback bits so I was a 1975 tourist so I specially had to go out and buy this really geeky shirt uh, the day before um, because I, I didn't have any geeky shirts because I'm just too fashionable anyway um, and uh, anyway, so we, we meet up and we're told the story. It's basically this woman who in 1975 met her, met this guy that she really liked and then nothing, uh, and they they almost got together and then they didn't um, for uh, many years. And then finally they, they get back together and they remember their childhood and it's based on this uh, lovely film that was out last year, a really successful film. So they decide Fuji TV, one of the biggest TV companies in Japan, decide to make it into a drama series starring none other than. Oh Christ, I always forget her name. Sackle. I mean Twinkle. Twinkle? What What was the name of that of the actress? Ah, oh, that's it. Tokiwa Takako. Ta Tokiwa Takako san. Uh, I'll put a link on the blog for a year in Japan so you can have a look at her on Wikipedia and in the news. And uh, yeah, and I didn't have a clue who she was, so I emailed uh, Twinkle and I said to her, oh, Have you ever heard of this woman? And, and I got a reply from Twinkle almost immediately saying, Oh my god, I've loved her since I was a child. Oh, can you get her autograph and photos? And I was like, Oh, okay, this really is someone. And it turns out, I spoke to several other people afterwards, that this woman is, you know, one of the most um, celebrated actors in Japan. And in fact, looking at her Wikipedia entry, she has won a lot of awards. And uh, anyway, so she was, uh, we were, she was basically, we were doing a, the story was, was that we we're doing this tour of Tokyo. And that's where she met this, or that's where she was. She was traveling around with this guy who was eventually to become her partner. And uh, so we were the foreign tourists, and she was one of the Japanese tourists on this tour of Tokyo. And because we were gaijin, foreigners, they wanted us to be quite prominent to really promote the idea of it being a, a, a tourist thing. So, uh, so we all, we're all in this group and there's us gaijin right at the front with her and she was standing right in front of me and walking right in front of me. Uh, you know, she was this close to me and uh, now nah, it, was, it was a real, she was a very, very, very lovely lady, I must say. And uh, then at one point my, my, my speaking role amounts to the word yes 
because the tour guide at one point says to us um, uh, she's explaining what the statue the statue is that we're looking at and suddenly she yells out hey mister you know this statue it's sold uh, Kujiro Sojiwara or whatever. Anyway, so I thought that's great where this tour guide gets my attention by saying, Hey, mister! And I thought, you know, should I correct her? Because no tour guide would ever say, Hey, mister! to grab attention of one of her clients. But I thought, no, it's quite funny actually, I'll leave it in. Anyway, uh, so we did a, a day's six hour shooting, uh, was it six? No, yeah, uh, six or seven actually, in uh, Ueno, and then we went to Yoyogi Koen at Yoyogi Park. And we had such a big problem filming in Yoyogi Park because there was a live band playing. And so we could only shoot the scenes uh, that we needed to shoot when the band stopped playing. So we, we, it was so funny, like everything's set up and the, the actor, everyone's just waiting for the song to finish. Song finishes and suddenly, and, and the director goes, action and then we do the scene you know as, as fast as we can and, and that was a scene where we are perusing some traditional Japanese market and uh, once again focus on the foreigners oh yeah so uh, should be should be get my nose and my hat in 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 that bit there then the following day yesterday um, we had to be out at 7 a.m. and uh, we went to the uh, Kokkai the diets the houses of Parliament and uh, the idea yesterday was that this bunch of tourists, we were driving around on a tourist bus and, uh, you know, as a scene played out on the bus. And so we're, we're waiting for this bus to arrive and suddenly this 1975 yellow bus turns up and like it's it's one of the oldest buses I've ever seen actually running uh, in in Japan or pretty much anywhere. It's incredible. It's got these amazing uh, sort of torpedo-like things on its roof, which uh, like they're like go faster stripes, but they're shaped like torpedoes. They're incredible, and um, yeah, and like it's got no air conditioning. And the temperature yesterday well, it was about the same as today. Today is the the high. Today there's a high of 35 degrees. Yesterday it was pretty much like that. Actually, oh no, today's high is 36 degrees. So it was blooming hot. That's, uh, I mean, it was incredible. And no air conditioning on this little yellow bus. And um, and the bus that kept on stalling and like it would keep on bunny hopping and things because it's an ancient bus. And the poor driver, he's having such a hard time with the director shouting at him because you got the back half of the bus was full of like studio equipment. They had to try and squeeze in this huge camera and then all these monitors and and all this equipment onto the onto the bus uh, just to film us in the front. And uh, you know, and I'm sitting just um, two seats to the right of uh, Tokiwa Takako, and uh, which was it was, it was it was really a great thrill, I must say. And they had us doing things like um, singing traditional Japanese songs because uh, the tour the tour guide she's trying to entertain us, and so she's going, Aruhi, Aruhi, Mori no Naka, Mori no Naka, Kumoni, Deata, Deata. <laughs> we, and the thing is, right, like we had like these cars driving around the bus and trying to stop all the other traffic coming near the bus by driving really slowly. And then we had some guys actually closing the roads temporarily and we had to do all the timing with the traffic lights and things. It was a real palaver because, you know, just the slightest little thing getting into shot that wasn't 1975 and the whole scene is ruined and we have to do the whole circuit again so we must have sang that song so many times and uh, it was it was a lot of fun though and uh, yeah I, I, you know it had a, a minor conversation uh, you know she was asking me where I was from and uh, I handed her her cup of tea and I told her the time and oh we were like best buddies Ah oh, yes. Anyway, so that was a real thrill. Anyway, this Fuji Terabi is one of the biggest networks in Japan, as I said before. And this drama series, Fuji TV drama series, are really big business. So that's going to be out either at the end of this year or next year. So I won't be here, but I'll get someone to tape it for me. And I'm very much looking forward to that. It's the first time I've been in a proper uh, prime time program, really, because I did some NHK acting. Uh, that's the equivalent of the BBC earlier this year and then when it was broadcast they cut the entire section that I was in I still got paid but anyway 
Um, so yes, that was a real thrill and what an amazing end to my year in Japan. It was such a treat to be acting with the stars. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's pretty famous as well. And he was really nice. I really liked him. And uh, yeah, so that was great. So that's my first bit of news of what I've been up to uh, here this past two months. Oh, fantastic. I was just going to mention actually that uh, uh, the photo photo which accompanied that last section, um, which those of you watching the advanced version on a uh, on a iPod would have seen, I did actually manage to get a shot of uh, the main star, even though of course it's strictly uh, not allowed. I managed to sneak a, a, a cheeky shot, so that was of her, uh, the lovely lady. And um, yeah, so now what's next? Let me see. Oh yes, it's August, right? It's August in Japan. What does that mean? Apart from temperatures so hot that um, a lot of people this year have been buying these machines that turn your body inside out to help you cool down. Uh, I haven't actually got one myself, but I'm told they're very effective. Uh, they do cool you down quite a lot, but they tend to do it permanently. Uh, slight side effect there. Anyway, uh, August, apart from scorching temperatures and humidity, which has actually led myself and Twinkle here to turn the air conditioning on. I know it's shocking stuff, but we've been getting so desperate and actually, well, when we, when we have friends around especially, we have to turn it on because it's not fair. It's not fair on them. Um, and um, yeah, fireworks. August is the month of fireworks. And I'm not sure if you know or not, because I can't see inside your mind, but um, whether or not you know, Japan is the fireworks capital. They're absolutely amazing. They spend like 10 billion trillion yen on fireworks every second in August. And that's actually why Japan has got such a big national debt. Um, and yeah, watching. So we went to our friend's house, uh, Stu and Mariko, and they live on the 17th floor, right by the river. The river um, Ara, Ara, is it the Ara? I think it's the Aragawa. Yes, and they had they've got the most amazing fireworks show just down the river. Uh, so we had this prime spot, and the, crikey, the fireworks went for like half an hour or something. Absolutely astonishing, except for the fact that the wind was blowing in our direction, which meant that for the, throughout the entire show, there was this great big cloud of the fireworks smoke hanging right in front of the fireworks. So um, <laughs> it was like a case of, wow, that firework must be amazing behind the cloud. Uh, but I did get a few good shots actually. I took over 500 photos in the space of 30 minutes because oh yeah, you know I got this new camera. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a, I mean it's you know it's, it's beginner level, entry level camera, a uh, digital SLR, digital single lens reflex camera. You know, proper big thing with interchangeable lenses and all that. But I absolutely love it. The Nikon D40X. Oh, it's a beauty. It's a dream come true. Uh, I've you know I've wanted uh, digital SLR for so long now, and it takes gorgeous photos. Anyway, so with this camera, you can just keep your finger on the shutter, and it just shoots away. So I, I used up five gigabytes of memory on uh, within the space of 30 minutes, just taking all these photos. And out of 500 photos, I got 17 that were actually decent. Uh, not because of the camera, but because of this bloody great cloud of smoke. But yeah, it's amazing. If you walk around Tokyo at the moment, especially, uh, well, yesterday and today, so many people dressed in, uh, in uh, yukata, uh, the summer kimono. Uh, kimono. God, I sound like a foreigner. Kimono. Um, uh, yeah, crikey. Uh, it's, and the men as well, men as well, uh, dressed in yukata. Uh, really, they look very groovy. Uh, clip clopping around in their clogs. So yeah, if you want to see Japanese people dressed in traditional clothing, uh, go to Shinjuku Station uh, onto the Saikyo Line platform heading for um, uh, Saitama on uh, on the day of a big fireworks display there. Because there's so many people, it's really amazing. 
and uh, we're gonna do some fireworks tonight yeah yeah man yeah groovy baby we bought some 99 yen fireworks which is approximately 40 pence and they're gonna be amazing we're gonna have such a good time in the park our friends coming around to visit and yeah oh, it's gonna be fantastic which leads me on to my let leads me on to my next topic of, topic of conversation Joseph we're tripping over our words here okay so next thing I want to talk to you about and I know that a lot of you already know this because you follow the daily mumble because that's where it's at boy so anyway the next thing is I want to talk about myself and twinkle here and what we did we, what we did you know just was well, a couple of weeks ago now a few weeks ago we got engaged oh yeah oh yeah twinkle hello psst psst hello Daijoubo. Hmm. Honto. Netteyo kana. Daijoubo. So shinpai. Ah, daijoubo kana. Daijoubo so. Anyway, sorry. Um. Yeah. Right. We got engaged. She can't really hear me because I'm sure if she heard me talking about it, she'd be jumping up and down with joy, saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got engaged. Yeah, yeah. You finally asked me." But in actual fact, she's almost half asleep. Uh, trying to watch this video but not succeeding very well um, anyway yeah so right like I bought this ring this uh, uh, a little diamond ring it's a minute diamond because uh, I'm a student and uh, the, you know <laughs> it's a kind of case of uh, oh when, when Sasuke shows someone her ring they have to get their magnifying glass out to try and figure out where the diamond is uh, it looks like a little scratch on the surface but uh, <laughs> Anyway, finally I got this ring and oh, I had so many troubles getting the right size and things. But, um, and, um, you know, I was planning to go to some really romantic spot, you know, like some hideaway in the mountains. And I got some advice from some friends. Uh, thank you, Tom, and uh, uh, thank you, Stefan. And, uh, yeah, I was going to reserve this place and, you know, it was all sorted out. And then I checked with Sasuke. Oh, shit, I mean Twinkle. <laughs> I checked with Twinkle. Um, uh, for her schedule and uh, you know it's like um, you are you are free that weekend aren't you trying to be as casual about it as possible and she said oh no sorry I'm going to Osaka that day what oh no you know and the plans fall through so then I'm thinking okay right we'll go out to some really nice restaurant preferably in a high building I like high buildings I associate them with romance I'm not sure why but I do I'm sure they wouldn't be that romantic in the case of an earthquake but anyway um, so yeah, uh, so every night I'm planning some amazing plans and then I get a message on my phone saying, oh sorry, uh, I'm going to be a bit late home tonight, oh donk. So after a week of this I'm getting really frustrated and it was quite ironic that, you know, because I was getting really frustrated and stressed, we, you know, we had a, we, we, <laughs> we were not the best of friends all week. We don't argue, we don't have arguments and we never, it's never anything serious. But, uh, we, we kind of well, we play silly games anyway so finally it gets to Sunday night it's half past midnight and I'm thinking this can't go on I have to ask her so it's like I said to her um, fancy going for a walk and she's like what it's half past midnight and I said yeah yeah it'd be nice to go to, go to the park so off we go and she's, she is wondering actually why I'm so desperate to go for a walk but we get to the park and uh, start going for a jog around the running track because I thought well that'd be a nice idea that'd be a nice thing to do wouldn't it and uh, she was very genki that night uh, in the park um, <clears throat> uh, anyway and finally we sit down on a bench and uh, oh, crikey my god I started to get so nervous and you know that was me thinking oh, I could yeah I can say anyth anything to her I can I'd never get nervous about asking her anything and suddenly you know my heart starts beating faster and I'm feeling really awkward and uh, and eventually I, I get the ring out and, uh, and produce the ring and so it's in its little box I say oh I've got a little something for you she's like oh what is it and, and she opens it and it's like there was a bit of silence and um, and I asked her in English and Japanese would you marry me? <laughs> And yeah, and then there was like five minutes of silence with her playing playing with the ring and kind of saying, oh, that's nice, that's nice. And I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe I've got it all wrong. Maybe, maybe she's going to say no. 
and uh, start getting really worried because I just assumed you know that it would be fine and she'd just say yes straight off but she didn't now I was getting really panicky and then after five, it was literally five minutes which is like an eternity and then I said to her um, I said to her uh, I don't suppose you could give me an answer could you and she said hmm yeah okay so okay okay is that your response to my amazing uh, request for you to marry me that was your response wasn't it oh I don't remember the yes bit what did you say after that ah that's what you said can you say that again but a bit louder so the boys and girls can hear you <laughs> no she's camera shy or microphone shy um, so yes so yeah so that's what she said yeah yes well you know my answer anyway and uh, yeah and then we you know we took the photo which was distributed around the whole world and all the press agencies and things and uh, we we're very happy and we treated each other really well for about a week and then it went back to the same requirement no 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 not at all no uh, no, so we're absolutely delighted. And it turns out the reason why she didn't give me an answer straight away was because earlier in the week she'd said to me, uh, I'd actually already bought this, this diamond ring and I was carrying it around with me everywhere just in case some chance arose. And uh, she'd said to me sort of sarcastically, because I was sort of saying, oh, you know, what about getting married and things like that or whatever. Uh, we've been having this conversation for a while and she said yeah well if you bought a, if you bought me a diamond ring then I might consider it and so when I finally did propose with this diamond ring she thought that I had felt guilty due to her saying oh yeah well if you got me a diamond ring so she thought that I had bought that because of what she said whereas in actual fact I already had it on me which is why she was feeling really bad like oh shit I made him spend all that money and uh, but of course it wasn't like that really so any all that cleared up and uh, yeah you know it's great um, wedding we're currently uh, thinking well we need to get we'd like to get married in the UK and Japan we're thinking big sort of party-ish thing very casual thing in the UK and more wed wedding-esque uh, traditional wedding-esque thing over here in Japan we're thinking the first of these two things would happen next year I'm not entirely sure whether it would be the English one or the Japanese one first and then after that the following year here it depends partly on finances and things like that you know because I'll be a student until next um, uh, July so yeah so that's really nice and uh, we're, we're very happy aren't we <laughs> a big smile greets the microphone from um, Ms Twinkle there Anyway, so yes, yeah, so that's the exciting wedding news. So there we go. As a, as a PS to that section, um, I'd just like to speak for a minute about spending a year apart because of course as of next week I will no longer be in Japan, we'll be apart for a year. And that's kind of a daunting uh, prospect actually, we're trying not to think about it too much and uh, it's been, you know, we've had some pretty upsetting times recently when we have thought about it too much. But, uh, you know, we're both feeling very strong and uh, it's it's going to be really good for our relationship really strengthen us and thank god for skype uh yeah and she, she may come over at christmas to visit who knows so uh good luck for us when i because i need to spend my final year at university in england before uh we uh before i come back and graduate or before i graduate and come back here and become a major big time celebrity as is of course my destiny oh yeah because <laughs> i'm so funny <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Hello, this is the news. Joseph has accidentally sent the full soundtrack for the learning Japanese section back to the UK. So, you only get the first bit. Thank you. Learning Japanese, I think I'm learning Japanese, I really think so. Learning Japanese, I think I'm learning Japanese, I really think so. Learning Japanese, I think I'm learning Japanese, I really think so. Learning Japanese, I think I'm learning Japanese, I really think so. And then the music changed. Oh yeah, baby! Oh yeah! It's time for the final learning Japanese of the season, and today I'd like to recommend a website which I've been using for grammar.、Um, I found that、uh, now my I've reached the end of the usefulness of my dictionaries, my grammar dictionaries. I've got the highly recommended、um, Japan Times Basic、uh, Japanese Grammar Dictionary and the Intermediate Grammar Dictionary. Fantastic, fantastic! I'll put the links to Amazon on my website. They're really good. But、uh, you know, I've now reached. They, they're not covering the stuff that we've been learning in uni. So I've been looking on the internet, and I found jgram dots、uh, jgram dot org, j g r a m dot org, jgram dot org, Japanese grammar. And、um, basically, it's a wiki, so anyone can add to it. So there's an awful lot of stuff on there. Uh, with example sentences,、uh, meanings, and、uh, tells you the Japanese language proficiency test level, things like that, and、uh, it's I found it really good for those bits of grammar that are not covered in my dictionary. I found this jgram.org site to be really good. Now it hasn't got everything,、um, but it's you know it's got a lot of stuff that the dictionaries don't have in, and of course it's getting bigger and better all the time. So jgram.org is my recommendation. And、um, yeah, I just like to talk a bit now. I just like to talk a sort of do a review of my year of learning Japanese. And now looking back,、uh, I am absolutely delighted with how my understanding has progressed. I, I really understand so much more. And you know, of course, there's still situations where I completely lose track of what people are talking about. But on the whole, I can pretty much know what's going on. You know, nearly all the time, and、uh, I, I mentioned this on my blog recently about having a, a benchmark text or a benchmark movie or a benchmark soundbite, whereby when you start learning Japanese, you have this text or movie or, or soundbite, whatever, and you listen to it, you read it, you watch it, and you see how much you understand. And、uh, and then you know a year later you do the same you do the same two years later three years later four years later and it's amazing you can see your progress and see how much more you understand it's so satisfying and、um, I don't think I talked about this on the last podcast I may have done but I don't think I did and、uh, I have this、uh, my benchmark thing is、uh, something from TBS Radio a story about a cat called、uh, Blackie and. Oh, it's I understand so much more of what Blackie's getting up to than I did several years ago. So yeah, get your benchmark movie or whatever without subtitles. Subtitles is cheating. No subtitles allowed around here, thank you. And、um, well, if they're Japanese subtitles, it's okay. But English subtitles is a no. Japanese subtitles is good because then you can pick out the kanji and you can pick up the meaning. So yeah, so that's allowed. But yeah, oh, it's amazing. Benchmark's great. Anyway, this final year, yeah. So my spoke, my 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 listening ability has has really improved a lot, and I'm very happy about that. Spoken, it is it is on a different plane. It is, you know, if if my listening is in the stratosphere, my spoken is somewhere. In、uh, about ten thousand leagues under the sea, not twenty thousand, but ten thousand,、uh, it's not very good. And of course, it's much better than it was last year. And I can say most of what I want to do. And I have had managed to have some pretty deep conversations. And、uh, you know, don't struggle that much. But I make so many silly mistakes. But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I can I can get by, and I'm, I'm a lot better than I used to be. And that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. The course at Rikyo University was absolutely fantastic. If ever anyone has the chance to go to Rikyo, 
go there. It's brilliant. I love it. And I gave him a big box of chocolates because they're so nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, the really important thing is, of course, when you first start your course, it's really important to do well in your placement test. Otherwise, you're kind of buggered for the year because you get put in too low a class and uh, you, you miss out so much. So do well on your placement test. Revise before you get to uni. M really important that. Revise before you get to uni. And don't end up arriving in Japan the day before your placement test because you'll, you'll be jet lagged and you won't be able to think straight and you'll be shooting yourself in the foot for the entire next year arrive at least a week in advance if possible so yeah um, so generally overall you know I've learned a lot of new grammar getting used to hearing it all and basically everything's everything's good so it's been a great year for learning Japanese and I sort of look forward to next year's learning Japanese in a sort of kind of way Woo! That's the end of this this month's this series learning Japanese. I need to go to the toilet. Do you? Okay. Do you know where it is? Are you alright going there by yourself? Hold. Hold. Do I Okay. Um, yeah, so, right, next section. Uh, uh, people feedback. My god, so last time, episode 10.5, I asked for suggestions on where I could go and what I could do and thank you for this staggering response <gasps> it took me ages to read those two emails um, <laughs> where are they? okay bloody uh, bloody bloody blah sorry I'm nearly there um, okay, okay, here we go. Message from uh, Karamoon. Karamoon. Um, and uh, Karamoon is, his, uh, is his, uh, his stage name. And he has a blog which is called snackfanjapan.blogspot.com. Snackfanjapan.blogspot.com. And I've uh, been in touch with him a bit, and you know, he's a sound guy. In fact, didn't we speak? I think we spoke on Skype. Yeah, that was, that was great to speak to you then. Um, anyway, he, uh, Karamoon has suggested that we uh, record that I record part of episode 11 in Koshikawa Korakuen Koen. Now, uh, perfect place to sit. Is that the one Koshi, Koshikawa? Something Koshi River Korakuen. That's not the one in central Tokyo, is it? Um, I'm. I, you know, I wish I could. Because, you know, I really want to get out there and go to all the parks and things, but I've so completely run out of time and money that I haven't uh, really um, been anywhere. So I had this great idea, you know, to go to all these really exciting places and do lots of really exciting things. And then at the end, suddenly I realised, you know, I don't actually have the finance all the time to do this. So I thought, you know, I thought I'd recreate Koshikawa Korakuen Koen here in uh, in the Viva Kamiyatabashi office. Um, so um, here we go. Tweet, two. I know it's an owl, isn't it? Okay. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, I just got an ad. I just got an email asking me if I want to buy some Viagra. Let's delete that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's lovely around here. This park is all green and tweety and, and lovely. I lo I'm loving it. Okay, right. Okay, I better go back to the Viva Kamiyatabashi Studios now. Okay. Jolly good, right? Okay. So, thank you very much. Now, for the next suggestion, where is it? I've lost it. Okay, it was Chris. Chris. Oh, he, he gives me a lot of trouble to this, Chris. Here we go. Here's Chris's message. Joseph, well, it's a bit sad that you're no longer going to be broadcasting from Japan. <laughs> I know! 
<laughs> at any rate, just thought I'd give you some suggestions as requested. Um, see a Japanese league football match. You know, that is something I haven't done, and that's something I, I've never seen any football match anywhere ever. Apart from, well, not a professional one, I've seen them on, like, from trains, looking out of train windows. Uh, so I'll do that next time, okay? I'm coming back next year, you know. Record some karaoke bar magic. I have done that, actually, but I tell you what, it was so bad that you do not want to hear it. Uh, rent a, a Pikachu costume and wear it around town. What's a Pikachu costume? I don't, I don't understand these cultural references. It's, it's too much for me. I'm a simpleton. Uh, eat something that is still moving. Uh, I have done that, but I'm not going to go into detail about what it was. Set up a nightlife Japanese scavenger hunt. Um, what's that? Nightlife Japanese is oh, is that like going after women? Is it? Hmm. Well, you'll have to go back in my life about uh, five years, and you'll find all the material you want on that. Jump on a sumo wrestler's back. You know, I did this. I did this on. Uh, it was on the train the other day, and um, I, I jumped on his back, and um, he fell over, rolled over, and squashed me, and and I died. It's quite sad that find and eat the hottest curry in Japan. Well, funnily enough, the other day myself and uh, Twinkle went to this local ramen shop, which is like the most famous ramen shop in all of Japan, excluding the other ones. And uh, it's been on TBS TV, and it has famous people eating there. And we're like, you know, well, we should go there sometime before before I leave. So uh, we we went and queued up in the rain. Oh, how was it? Spicy, it was. I was actually talking about the toilet, but um, it was because I, I can't hack spicy food. Hello, what are you doing? Twirling around in circles. Um, sorry, I'm getting a bit distracted here. Uh, so yeah, so I can't hack spicy food, and we we queue in the rain at this place, and then we order these lovely ramen dishes. My God, it was so hot! It was so hot that when, later that night, it was about three hours later, I did one of those minor vomit things where it just comes back into your mouth and you swallow it. It was so hot that it burnt my mouth even then. That's how hot it was. And we both had stomachache. And like the Japanese lightweight wrestler champion goes there to get his power. So yes, it was incredibly hot. And it just made me think like, you know, why? Why not just have ice cream instead? Watch some classic Japanese films. I, I have done much. I, you know, I, I've watched a lot more Japanese films in the UK than I've watched here. Because, um, well, because I don't know, Japan's all around me. All the seven samurai wherever I look. Uh, drink a full bottle of high yield sake in one go. Well, I. Ha Are you eating chocolate? Are you eating chocolate? Is that my chocolate? Who bought it? Who? You. Me. Mm. Mm. Um, sorry, I just had to snatch that from uh, from the twinkle. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, my god, the amount of alcohol. I mean, like when I shaved all my hair off the other day, that was that was pretty bad. Terrible hangover. Um, okay, attend and make lo use of a love hotel, twinkle. What's a love hotel? What's a love hotel? What is it? Oh, don't ask you that. Oh, you wouldn't know anything about it. Say no more. Um, relax and have fun. Oh yeah, I've been relaxing and having fun. Remember, live every day like it's your last in Japan because it soon will be. You know, I say that about life. I say live every day in your life as if it was your last day. Okay, and if you were going to die tomorrow, what would you choose to do today? Who would you choose to be with? You know, you should ask yourself that question. Well, you shouldn't if you don't want to, but you could ask yourself that question. And, uh, you know, I think that is so important to be happy. Happiness is what it's all about. And then helping other people, that's what it's all about. And happiness is... Uh, if you're happy, it exudes and sticks to other people like green jelly 
with sticky glue in it. So yes, anyway. So, uh, so thank you for the thousands and thousands of suggestions. And uh, I'm really sorry that basically I didn't do any of them. Um, I'll do it next year. I will be back in Japan next July. Hurrah! Some other feedback I had. Uh, Rick, thank you, Rick, for your email. I think I mentioned uh, we, we talked about you in episode 9. Uh, lovely to re- receive your emails. And um, oh yes, you're recommending getting um, people like uh, books by people like Haruki uh, Murakami or Banana Yoshimoto, and getting the original Japanese versions and the English versions. Very good idea. Very good idea. I personally uh, recommend. I might have mentioned this on the last blog uh, podcast. Uh, um, Mikey, uh, Shinichi uh, Hoshi Hoshi Shinichi Hoshi Shinichi Hoshi Shinichi writes small uh, short stories like five or six pages using simple language but it's proper Japanese absolutely fantastic for learning uh, written Japanese thoroughly recommend it absolutely brilliant that okay I got a message from Brittany uh, I don't know if that's Spears or not or it might be the country or the part of France I mean uh, I found out about you from iTunes. I really, I really like you, and I love your accent. It is so good. I'm a big fan of yours, and I hope you keep doing your radio show. <laughs> I also love Hot Gay. He's funny as hell. <laughs> he cracks me up. And thanks for the tips on staying in Japan. I knew that would happen if you stayed in the dorms. I think she's talking about um the fact if you stay in dorms dormitories your language doesn't improve that much because then you'll stick to your foreign buddies this is why i prefer a host family well keep up the good work thank you okay so uh Brittany uh manyfield manyfield i hope that's how you pronounce your name i do hope that i managed to mimic your accent perfectly and that sounded just like you because i i think that's right unless you're french of course Je suis, je suis a fan de la you from iTunes. I really like you and I love your accent. Maybe not. Uh, a message from Chris. Hang on, didn't we just hear from Chris? Chris! Stop sending me spam! <laughs> no, you're not really. You were right. You mentioned Footy in Japan. And in fact, Footy in Japan was the company that uh, my brother-in-law, future brother-in-law, was uh, kind of heading. But he's moved on. Very exciting things happening in the family now. Oh yes, big time soccer big time soccer blokey okay uh, what's next on the list oh, oh yeah I know it's time for a break that's right okay here we are ladies and gentlemen a break Halfway around the world in 28 days. A Trans-Siberian Voyage by Joseph Tame. Oh yes, boys and girls. www.9000miles.info, not .com, because that's some Australian guy who get very upset with lots of people thinking that they're going to the most amazing website of Joseph Tame and ending up on his family's website where they post pictures of like um, cherries and uh, wallpaper. The wallpaper's good. Look at the wallpaper. No, okay. www.9000miles.info Now if you go to that website, that is where I'm going to be updating, uh, uploading uh, videos like uh, via YouTube and photos and stories as I travel 9,000 miles halfway around the Yeah, okay, you get the picture. It's 14,000 kilometers, by the way. So, I'm going to re- basically, why am I going back to the UK by, by plane? Uh, not by plane, by train and ferry? Because planes pollute. That is my message, boys and girls. Planes pollute. And if you are serious, if you are serious about not causing horrendous, horrendous damage to this environment and your kids, if you want your kids to be able to walk around without a breathing mask in like 30 years time, you don't take that plane. You don't take that plane because if you take that plane, you're going to be put to shame. 
Cause your kid, he's not gonna be able to walk down the street without coughing and spluttering cause of your plane that you flew in because you thought it was too much of a pain to go on the train. Okay, you get the message? Right, okay. So, yeah, basically, if I take the plane, right, that increases my annual CO2 output by like two-thirds. In fact, yeah, it is. It's like two-thirds. You have a look on that website, 9000miles.info. I got some pretty pictures, some pretty graphs showing CO2 output from planes. You know, and that's like, it gets to me. It gets, you know, if we're going to have some cute babies, hey, twinkle, twinkle, are we going to have some cute babies? We are. Okay, she said, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you heard that, but she did. She said, mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're gonna have cute babies, I don't want them walking around with gas masks on the face because I went on some plane instead of taking the train. So anyway, 14th of August 2007, that's this year. Okay, I, well, actually it's not, no, 10th, 10th of August, I take the train from Tokyo to Osaka. Okay, that's the, uh, Kakwekitesha, Kakwekitesha, whatever. The train that stops all the time, it takes 10 hours to get there. Then I'm going to take the ferry from Beijing, no, to Be no, not, taking the ferry from Osaka to Shanghai across the East China Sea. That is a voyage that's going to take 44 hours. Oh yeah, man, 44 hours of cross-sea therapy and like incredible stuff with water and things like that and typhoons. And it's going to be great. Then I arrive in uh, Shanghai, spend a couple of days there, go up to Beijing on the new uh, railway thing they've got going, you know. And then I'm going to go to Mongolia, and I'm going to stay in a Mongolian mert. Mert? No, I'm going to stay in a Mongolian yurt. Or in Mongolian, they say ger. And in fact, in Japanese as well, I think they say ger. Ger, 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 kana wakarnai gero. Ger, hi, I'm getting some positive feedback nodding from the twinkle down by my feet. She's always down by my feet, it's where she belongs, isn't that right? Oh, okay, that's a pretty nasty face, but anyway. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna stay in a gear and I'm gonna eat some sheep's innards and I'm gonna get thoroughly sick of them because I'm vegetarian. But I'm gonna have no choice. Because my pot noodles are not gonna last all the way. Then I'm gonna stop at Lake Baikal. Baikal is like, the, it's, it's like the second laddish, like, fresh water reserve water thing in the whole world. You know, it's like massive. It's like full of water and it's big. And there's like, there's this island on it with like these, like, like these log cabins and like, I'm gonna stay on like this really pretty like log cabin with these like Siberian people and it's gonna be so ultra cool, you know, providing I get that far and don't get mugged or whatever, well, I might do, anyway. Then I'm gonna get back on the train and I'm gonna head over to Moscow, you know, that's gonna take me like a week at least to travel that, it's like 10 billion miles that section, you know. 10 billion miles, like. Anyway, and then from Moscow, I'm not gonna take the plane. A lot of people, they cheat, they take the plane from Moscow to London, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna take the train. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna ride that plane, I'm gonna take that train, I'm back on the train, and I'm riding, and I'm going through Belarus, and I'm, and I'm going through Germany. Oh, but I'm gonna go through Poland before that, and then I'm gonna go through, uh, where's where that place? Oh, Belgium, the little place, you know. Then I'm gonna go into France, and I'm gonna, not gonna, hang around in France too long, I mean, Christ, who'd want to do that? Then it's straight through to London, under that bit of water, through that tunnel, up to Hereford, and then all the way back up to Sheffield, to my university power. And that is going to take me 28 days, and that's going to take me almost halfway around the world. So, if you think that sounds kind of interesting, why don't you check out www. Uh, what was it? I forgot what it was now. Oh, fireworks, Hanabi, Hanabi, there's fireworks going on outside, where, where would that be, is that today? No, yeah, well I guess it would be today if it's happening right now, um, anyway, uh, yeah, www.9000miles.info, and it is my plan, because I'm stopping off at all these places along the way, and it seems like most of them have got internet to uh, upload some videos and stuff and show you some shit from like the Trans-Siberian Railway, it's going to be well cool, wee 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 And thank you to the Sheffield Telegraph for agreeing to um, cover it and uh, and get everyone watching it. And getting everyone thinking about taking the train instead of the plane, because you know, you're real bad, if you take the plane you're real bad, real bad man. Okay.
So that's uh, that's uh, 28 days around the world with uh, halfway around with Joseph Tain. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
you can pretty much do, if you've got any dream, you really can achieve it. It's just a case of doing it. And, you know, for so long I had this idea that only those amazing people could do this, that or the other. You know, whether it was a podcast or make a movie or, um, or uh, I don't know, be, be, appear on television. Not that that particularly appeals to me, although I do still joke that that's one of my ambitions. Or, you know, whether they set up some amazing foundation, some amazing charity and help loads and loads of people. And, you know, I've always sort of assumed that it's taken some sort of superhuman power to do this sort of thing. But I just realised it's so not true. It's just people just like you and me, just ordinary people who decide upon wanting to do something and then doing it. You know, and of course they're scared just like we are, but they just, you know, they feel the fear and do it anyway, as Susan Jeffers said. Uh, so it's been a really tremendously exciting year for me uh, in terms of realizing what possibilities are out there. And if you if you can if you can find that kind of um, assurance uh, and and un understand that you know everything at the end of the day everything's okay, and also that nothing matters, nothing really matters. You know, you shouldn't take life so seriously. You know, and these have been great changes for me, and I found it so useful in dealing with everyday life here in Japan, and I'll find the same back in England. So uh, I'm really grateful to everyone who's contributed to that uh, uh, this learning learning curve, my my learning curve going through the ceiling. Really, really appreciate that. And of course, you know, I've managed to come off my drugs for epilepsy after 13 years of being on these synthetic drugs, which do no good to my liver at all, uh, but which I was told I'd probably have to be on for, you know, for, for life, and managed to replace with um, multivitamin, organic multivitamins and vitamin B complex. Completely unexpected. Uh, and I just happened to stumbled across this, this discovery myself, and then afterwards found on the internet other stories of people doing the same. This is amazing, I'm off this medication, which I was told I'd always have to be on. Uh, so no worries anymore about having to take stacks and stacks of meds to Japan to live from uh, courtesy of the NHS. The only thing we have to do, worry about now is getting stacks and stacks of condoms from the UK um, uh, for reasons that we're only all too aware of. And in actual fact, we, we did... Oh, actually, I better not talk anymore about that. Um, no, I did that. Huh? What? Uh, no, no, nothing. No, I wasn't talking about anything. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically it's been wonderful. Thank you ever so much. Oh, we did that that thing with Sheffield University about podcasts. That was quite funny, wasn't it? Probably an us disaster that end. But do we mind? No, not in the slightest, because we all love each other. And uh, yes. Anyway, darlings, thank you so much for listening. It is my plan for this podcast to continue next year. And it better do, because this microphone weighs a ton, and I'm paying paying through the nose, through my big, great big honk, uh, to uh, get it back to you um, in the UK so I can carry on using it next year. Thank you so much to all my friends here, especially to uh, uh, Tom and Mew, Stu and Mariko uh, for, for your support. I really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, for anyone who is still listening, thank you for your support. Okay, well, I'll see you in the next season of A Year in Japan. It might be A Year in Japan broadcast live from Sheffield, UK. Or in, I may put some audio episodes up from my travels. I don't know. You know, I think I'll use this this iTunes feed to just continue doing my podcasts. And it's always going to have a slight, you know, Japanese ring to it, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a good memory for, for, for life. And uh, it can all form part of my film when it comes out okay take care lots of love Twi twinkle do you want to say do you want to say goodbye it's final goodbye to everyone goodbye. don't don't cry it's all right no, no come here come here let's uh, let's should we sing goodbye yeah you're holding your mushrooms oh okay what song should we sing goodbye to like what what tune how about happy birthday to the listeners. Not their birthday yet. Well, no, no. We can use the happy birthday tune, but just you have the lyric goodbye. What do you reckon? How? Okay, like this. Okay. Goodbye to you. Goodbye.
goodbye to you. Goodbye, dear listeners. Goodbye to you. You have to do the bottom bit. Yay! Hooray! That's the sound of uh, Twinkle's bottom being clapped. Jolly good. (laughs) This is where it ends for now. Ta-ra! Bye-bye. Thank you.